It's time for recipe of the day. I don't know if you've noticed it, but hummus prices have been going up and sometimes different varieties of hummus in my store aren't even there. This is because there is a global chickpea shortage, which I don't really want to make light of. It's actually very serious in countries and in families where they depend on proteins like chickpeas, but it is a thing that's happening. And since it's happening, a lot of us crave our hummus fix, me included. And I thought it would be a good time to share a recipe for a hummus that I make all the time that doesn't use chickpeas. Instead, it uses cannellini beans. Those are sometimes called white kidney beans. They have the same shape as a kidney bean, but they're a nice creamy white color. Now, I've been making this for a long time, and the reason that I make it is because I don't tend to have tahini on hand in my house all the time, and tahini is a main ingredient used in the traditional hummus made with chickpeas. And the tahini is there for flavor. It's a sesame paste, so it has some nice sesame flavor, but it's really there to add creaminess to the dip. And I find that the cannellini beans, they're softer than chickpeas. They have a lot of creaminess of their own, and so they don't need the tahini. And so if I want to make a quick bean dip, if I want to make something like hummus at home, I can just take canned cannellini beans from my pantry and other ingredients that I always have and make this myself easily. So that is why I started doing this a long time ago. But now I have a feeling I'm going to be doing it more often, and I thought it'd be a good time to share it with you in case you are in this hummus-free land, or if you just want to have this very convenient bean dip recipe that you could make any time from standard ingredients. So how do you make this? You are starting with two 15-ounce cans of reduced sodium cannellini beans that you drain and rinse. I always get the reduced sodium ones because there is a lot of sodium in canned beans. This just helps a little bit. Rinsing them also helps because the sodium is in that liquid. You dump those beans into a food processor, or if you have like a really powerful blender, that will work too. And you add in two cloves of garlic, two tablespoons of olive oil. And I'll just say here actually that this recipe is even leaner than normal hummus because you're not doing the tahini, which has quite a bit of fat in it. And you're also not needing as much olive oil because those beans are really creamy. So if you are looking for a fat reduced version of hummus, this is great for you as well. So where was I? Garlic, olive oil, two tablespoons of lemon juice, one teaspoon of salt. And then this is the kicker. It's a little bit of toasted sesame oil. So we're not using the tahini, the sesame paste, but we're getting that nice, subtle sesame flavor in there with the toasted sesame oil. It is really, really lovely. Now you can also go in with a little bit of Cuban if you want. That's sometimes a flavor that is in hummus. A little coriander, you could spice with a little cayenne. Any of the things that you want to add to your hummus, you could do at that point. And then you're just pureeing it until it's really, really smooth. I pulse it a little bit and then scrape the sides down and then let it run for a little while, like a good couple of minutes and it gets like extra creamy. I think it's probably emulsifying that little bit of olive oil. If for some reason yours isn't blending, if there's not enough liquid in there and the beans are like too tough for your food processor, I doubt that it will happen because the cuddly beans are so soft. But if that's happening, you can drizzle in a little bit more olive oil or you can go in with even just a little bit of water. Just go like half a tablespoon at a time just to get that moving. And then once it's going, just puree it until it's nice and smooth. It's going to be a very similar color to hummus. It has a nice hearty texture and the flavor is really, really close to. I think you're going to love this one, whether there's a chickpea shortage or not. Okay, I'm going to put the link to this recipe in the show notes and I'm going to give you a little teaser for tomorrow 
We are talking about a favorite from Brazilian steakhouses that you can make at home. And I'm going to take a second here to remind you how important it is to me that you share about this podcast with your friends and family, anybody who loves cooking. You can share it on social media, on Facebook. You can go to our Facebook group, cookthestory.com slash Facebook ROTD. That will take you there. And you can share that group with people. And the reason for doing that is it's really having the visitors to our websites and listeners to the podcast that brings in the income to our business, which then lets us bring you more recipes, helps our team out. All of that is really great. So if you could share about recipe of the day and cook the story with your friends and family, I'd really appreciate it. I'm Christine Pittman from Cook the Story. Let's get cooking. Thank you.